It's a good show. This is Tracy Bonham, and you're listening to Radio 8 Ball with Andras Jones. I'm your host, Andras Jones, and this is the show where we answer questions by picking songs at random and interpreting those randomly chosen songs as the answers to the questions, like picking musical tarot cards. And every Radio 8 Ball show features a musical guest providing the oracle fodder for our musical divinations. And today, we have the exquisite honor of welcoming back to Radio 8 Ball, Tracy Bonham. Welcome back, Tracy. Thank you. And this is the first time that it was recorded. The last time you were on the show, we were uh, doing it as a live show at Theater Off Jackson in Seattle. Yeah. And the only record of it is some are some amazing photos. Some great photos, yeah. Yeah, I still use them. Yeah, the I saw that. I was honored. I was flattered. The honor is all mine. <laughs> so, welcome back, Tracy. Thanks. And you have invited some of your very cool friends mm-hmm. to ask questions on this episode. Who do we have joining us? We have joining us the amazingly talented Blake Morgan. Who's touring with you. He's touring. He's my touring buddy. (laughs) And also a record label CEO guy, a man about town. Which town? Um, That would be the the town of New York City. Never heard of it. Yeah, I know. You don't get out much. No. Yeah. (laughs) And then we have my friend Fred Armisen. We have... Pretty cool. Pretty cool. Yeah. That's pretty cool. I mean, yeah. I just got excited. I know. I'm excited, too. Uh, My friend Mitchell Froom. Oh, God. I just got even more excited. Be careful. Collect yourself. Okay. Here's a towel. Um, My friend Nicole Atkins. Also incredible. Uh Very, very excited to meet, to get to know Nicole. Yes. You're going to love her. Uh, My friend Fred Schurz. Fred Schurz. Schurz. We're still trying to figure out. Schurz. The, the correct right. Shrewing. He's going to have to say it a few yes. times, and we'll have to say it five times over. Yes. And then we'll get it. Right. And then Johnny Craig is coming in. He's a, an a old space friend of hog. mine. Yes, a space hog drummer. Awesome. Um, and did I leave anybody out? I think that was I think that was all of them. Okay. Good. I did we leave, leave anyone, anyone out? out? No. No, we good. didn't. We didn't leave anyone out. Good. Uh, other than we do have a question at the end from you. Right. And we'll get to my question in a minute. So now you have a, a list of eight songs that uh-huh. are the oracle fodder for our musical divinations. Yes. Would you mind playing a little bit of something on your? Uh, I can play. Yeah. On your guitar while I read the song okay. titles. Sounds good. It's a very pretty guitar. Isn't it? Well, thank you. That's not mine. Ah. <laughs> it is your. It's as far breaks. as as far as we're concerned, it is it's yours. It's mine now. Song number one, Devil's Got Your Boyfriend. Song number two, Luck. Song number three, Naked. Song number four, 
one of these days. Song number five, Mother Mother. Song number six, The World Has the Nerve to Keep Turning. Song number seven, Whether You Fall. And song number eight, All Thumb. will be the oracle fodder for our musical divinations today and i'm looking forward to that and now comes the part of the show that regular listeners oh i forgot uh, we do have something that regular listeners do look forward to we do i did get your question yes and that's that i just like to let we have a small contingent of paper fetishists who tune <laughs> into the show regularly for oh, this. They want to hear the paper? Oh, yes. They want to hear that paper wrinkling. Is, that's an engineer's nightmare, a recording engineer's nightmare no. over there. How do you feel about that? <laughs> ah, exactly. Brian's, Brian's loving it. He's, he, he's, that's that's <laughs> his sign for it's getting me off. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> uh, so so now that we've, we've satisfied the paper fetishes, there will be one more. Just stick around because at the end of the show, you'll get one more wrinkle. So. <sighs> Uh, so uh, so now 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 comes the part of the show <laughs> that the engineer doesn't dread, but everybody else does, which is my question, okay. uh, my question for the pop oracle. And uh, here we are. I want to set the, the setting, the, the place and where we are. We are here in Seattle right now at Clatter and Din Studios with Tracy and, and her friends. And it is April 4th, 2018, a date that I have a particular, I don't know, I mean, I guess everyone in the world has a particular relationship to this date mm. because it's 50 years since the assassination mm -hmm. of Martin Luther King. Mm -hmm. a, uh, if you, if you uh, maybe you know it because you are a believer in civil rights, or maybe you know it because you're a fan of U2. Because mm -hmm. he sings about it in Pride in the Name of Love. Mm -hmm. <laughs> April Fool. So uh, I want to I want to share something. My uh, my it's funny. I, I almost never include my mother, uh, uh, <laughs> mother, mother in the show. But uh, I guess for some reason, when I'm in Seattle, I, I the synchronicities are saying, read the things your mother sends. Call you. your mother. So this morning I got this in the email. It says, dear Andras, this date, the day Martin Luther King was murdered for me is inextricably tied to you, as is the lunar landing a year later. That's another family well. story. <laughs> On this day or around this time, I experienced your, quote, quickening, your first movements that told me you were indeed in there and living and moving around. Wow. So today I think of you and the hope I felt along with the desolation and loss I felt over <sighs> King's murder. Wow. Um, so, and my mother's a tricky one mm -hmm. because this is a story I've told her a few times and she she has this amazing knack of when I have this realization and I tell her she's like no 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 <laughs> and then like 10 years later she'll just sort of reveal like she's a spy like <laughs> the real truth of the story and I was right or some other amazing fact that I never knew uh, and this was one of those cases because I brought this up with my mom in the past that I have this weird sense that being in utero at the time when Whoa. Martin Luther King was killed I felt it, mm. like it's in my, I feel his death in my bones. Hmm. Well, some uh, cellular memory yeah. passed on from your mother. Right. Mm -hmm. And uh, 
And like I, I've told this story on the show before, I had this weird experience. For some somehow, I got to the age of eleven without anyone ever telling me about Martin Luther King. Oh yeah, I mean it wow. was the seventies and eighties, so it was still close enough. It was Olympia, Washington. Oh wow! But it was still, I guess it was probably still. There wasn't a Martin Luther King Day, and really, you know, I remember. I can't even imagine that. I remember that around that time there was a miniseries on TV with Paul Winfield playing. Martin Luther King it was a mm. two-part miniseries, and I didn't know how the story ended. And when it ended, mm-hmm. and he got shot at the Lorraine Motel, well, April fourth, nineteen sixty-eight. I lost my shit in a mm-hmm. way that like freaked my parents out. And you know, when you freak your parents out, it freaks you out. So it's like <laughs> locked in my memory of like this was like this crazy traumatic. It's night as if it happened for me and my that, family, like uh-huh. as if it had happened that night. Okay, for me, and. <laughs> Since then, I've sort of built up this story, knowing about the timing and all these synchronicities in my life with eights and fours Mm. and 68 (laughs) that I don't like I don't I don't believe or not believe in reincarnation. But I think that people who talk about reincarnation and being the reincarnation of some historical figure, Mm -hmm. I always just feel like it's sort of a wasted conversation because there's no way to know for sure and if there's no way to sh- know for sure why talk about it mm-hmm. you know like I'm mm-hmm. the I'm the reincarnation of Cleopatra well mm-hmm. if that's good if that's true then great mm-hmm. but if you talk about it it sort of cheapens it mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. but at the same time if it's just as likely to be not true as to be true or to be true is not true there's no reason not to believe it if it makes your life richer or better or points you in a direction that mm-hmm. you like mm-hmm. so I am not at all saying that I am in any way the reincarnation of Martin Luther King. <laughs> oh, yes, and you at the are. Same you just pro- said that. No, 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 no. But I am saying that there is something about that experience of being in utero. Probably, I mean, there, I'm sure I'm not the only kid mm-hmm. who was born in August of 1968. Mm-hmm. So I'm not the only kid who was quickening, mm. starting to move around and starting to ha- like feel the sensations of the world at that moment. It's like uh, the boys from Brazil. It's like the mm. opposite of the boys from Brazil. Mm. All those like kids, like you ever see that Gregory Peck film? Where no. It's all the children, like supposedly like the Nazis had this plan to keep Hitler alive by saving his sperm and then oh making all these little baby Hitlers who were oh living in, uh, all around the world and were like these sleeper Hitlers. Yeah. In the opposite way and in a more spiritual way, I feel like there is maybe a wave of others mm-hmm. who are also in the same boat. So it's like, it's not that... It's not to be the reincarnation of it, but that sense that something of that experience Mm -hmm. poured into those of us who were. It's like an energetic downloading that you're that the either it's through our parents and it's just like feeling them, Uh, yeah, or it's a more spiritual thing Mm -hmm. and there's this big spirit that go that Mm. goes out and then where is it going to go? It just diffuses into all of humanity, Mm -hmm. and if you Mm -hmm. are at that most sensitive. The ones who are receptive like, to it, yeah. Like you have no story okay. at all. It's not politics. It's huh. not. It's just. Yeah. It's like Obi Wan Kenobi when that when he feels that planet explode. Like I just, I felt something like a thousand, mm. you know, a million mm-hmm. voices all yeah. crying out at once. Right. It's like that's what we those. Okay. Those the intuitive, kids. yeah. So personally, I do have. I do live like there's some kind of tie to that spirit that. I don't know that I, I don't I, I don't even want to say it makes me a better person because sometimes it makes me feel very ashamed for not being a better person. Uh, it it but it hovers throughout my life in this 
really in a way that's different than other people who I respect and inspire me. There are plenty of people who I respect and inspire me, but there's no one who, when I saw the TV movie of their life, I felt like, I mean, I, there, I, there was a moment I was just on the floor and I was like, it should have been me, it should have been me, it should have been me. Like, I don't know, maybe I had some sense of white guilt already, but I don't think, again, I don't think I was that sophisticated mm-hmm. as a kid. Mm-hmm. I think that there was well, something... but you're a human being, right. you know, and right. you watched the series and you got to know the story in his life and then you have a heart <laughs> and you're not cut off from your feelings and that's why he responded, I would think. Yeah, and, and I, I also just think, and I think there is some, there's a story my mom says about, and I'll get to my question in a second here, um, but... There's a story my mom tells about how when I was conceived, the song on the radio was Hey Jude. Okay. And when I was born, the wow. song on the radio was Revolution. Wow. And I do feel like there, I, there's <laughs> some essential sense of, I don't know, dissatisfaction or like bait and switch. Mm-hmm. Like I came in on this wave of the summer of love mm-hmm. and everything was, you know we were moving towards the better Mm -hmm. and I came out on this wave of oh Mm -hmm. disappointment Mm -hmm. and sadness and Mm -hmm. fear Mm -hmm. Um, anyway so this brings me to a question that I I I find myself struggling to know what to ask every time this date comes up each year Um, you know whether the question is is it true that I have some like more than just historical connection to that spirit Mm -hmm. whatever that is if it's shared with everyone or Mm -hmm. but there's something that's in my i feel like there's something in my bones about it Mm -hmm. and then there's another question which is if that's the case am i honoring that you know Mm, am i really honoring that spirit or am it just a story that i tell myself to make myself feel good while i'm doing not enough um but in talking with you i have found a much more compelling and exciting question which is, I hadn't even thought about it, but I love that you challenged me. Like when I, and you were saying, <laughs> I, I was like, no, but there might be others. Mm-hmm. Oh, there might be others. Mm-hmm. So that's my question: is are the other babies that were gestating in nineteen in that time period in nineteen sixty eight are they out there? And are they having that, like, are, is it like the Close Encounters thing mm-hmm. where there are these other people who are the same age as me, who went, who, whose parents had similar experiences of disappointment and mm-hmm. sadness over mm-hmm. this. Mm-hmm. And they also feel this sense of Martin Luther King being in their bones and also this sense of, am I honoring that? experience Mm -hmm. am i making it to devil's tower am i the guy just sitting on my couch thinking that there should be more Mm -hmm. so yeah so that's so that's my question uh are there others and and uh i guess no no i think i'm just gonna stick with that there's i wanted so i also wanted to ask like and will we find each other but (laughs) i think it's enough to just say are there others who were in the same who are basically my age, who feel this experience just as powerfully as I experience it. And that's my question for the Pop Oracle. And so, now, to engage the Pop Oracle, I'm going to spin the Wheel of Eight. Na, 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 na. 
We love A. And that is song number six, which is The World Has the Nerve to Keep Turning. Wow. <laughs> That's a pretty... Wow. Already the title is pretty amazing. And is this where... Are we going to be join, joined yes. by your accompanist? Yes, yes. Blake Morgan is going to accompany me on the piano and, and vocals as well. Wonderful. Wow. And the world. It's actually and the world has huh. the nerve to keep turning. And the world has the nerve That's, to keep It's turn. huge, actually. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Come on in, Blake. Great. Let's do this. Perfect. Am I going to... Am I going to cry? Um, I might cry. <laughs> I don't know. I don't think you're going to cry. I don't think you're going to cry. Maybe. You don't know me. I cry at anything. Can <laughs> <sighs> we just hit it? It's good. Yeah. Follow down until you bleed You don't know how it feels You don't know how it feels Oh, busy one, oh, busy two None for them and all for you The can of dreams you sold your soul Someone went and poked a hole Now there are days when you feel bad you almost feel the heart you had The kid inside your head Keeps asking why The world has a nerve To keep turning And how the sun has got the It's back to work, what can you do? Someone else will take the time You've got yours and I've got mine Your nagging heart will settle down As you stop to look around The kid inside your head Keeps asking how the
kid inside your head keeps asking how the world has the nerve to keep turning and how the sun has got the balls to keep And the world has the nerve to keep turning from Tracy Bonham and her friend and accompanist, Blake Morgan. That was the answer to my question. <laughs> are there others who have the who were born who were just dating at the same time I was who have the same kind of flavor of experience that I have in relationship to Martin Luther King and this day? So, wow, that was a very potent answer. I saw some, I mean, there were some direct hits. But before we get into interpreting it from my standpoint, can you tell us a little bit about the background of where that song comes from for you? Mm -hmm. I mean, it comes from that, well, question very similar to yours. How can people how can the world, you know, like, how can people be so terrible to each other? When did you write this? Um, About the year, in the year 2000 or something like that. Or maybe it was 2001. 2000, it, yeah. It, yeah, actually it was before 9-11. It was before 9-11. Yeah. And I just, you know, I, I don't know exactly what was happening at that time, really. But I just remember having this feeling of being truly disappointed um, at times. Yeah. You know? Yeah. With humanity. Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I feel like that could relate to, I mean, that's definitely that feeling of, that. that's the feeling of trauma. I mean, it's a song about mm. trauma. Yeah, like I This guess sense so. of something has changed so dramatically for mm. me, mm. and yet other people are going on as if the world still yeah. is... Like right. It's just like they have their heads down mm. and they're and, and they're not looking at their phones yeah. in those days. They're looking at their book on or mm. they're doing something else. Life they're, is as yeah. usual. Right. It's funny that you just brought this up because I'm staying with some dear friends who I've known all my life here in Seattle and my dear friend Priscilla was talking about this day fifty years ago and how she remembers it. Um so I believe I don't I can't remember. I won't tell her anyone your age, Priscilla. But she said she watched it on the T V. And then she looked outside and her neighbor was hanging laundry. And she thought to herself, how can that person be hanging laundry after the news of this? Right. How can life go on? Right. It's the same thing. And also, I just wanted to point out that there's a part in the song that says, the kid inside your head. Exactly. There's that naivete and innocence that's lost. Yeah. Yeah. 
I mean, that is, I mean, that, that is that sense of like, that totally is, mm -hmm. is me as mm -hmm. a kid there. I mean, I mean, not that you were cha channeling that or thinking about that, that's but for me, when that's the thing that happens once you ask mm -hmm. the question, mm -hmm. the song yeah. flips and becomes personalized yeah, and that sense of like, how are people no like this happened when mm -hmm. like mm -hmm. I'm watching this film in like 1980 or 81 I'm like how are people do like why are we not right. doing something right. about this yeah why are this, people still you know yeah. and you know at that point I, and I learned later I mean of course we found out mm -hmm. through you know that there was a it's not a conspiracy theory there mm -hmm. the court United States courts have found mm -hmm. that there was a that it wasn't uh what's his James Earl Ray, mm -hmm. who shot him, mm -hmm. it was that there was some conspiracy of, among mm -hmm. the police in Memphis and Hoover and, and, Hoover mm -hmm. and like the, so it's, that's, that's a known, like our country killed this man. <laughs> and why aren't people still <laughs> freaking out? I mean, right. yeah, how can people, how can the world turn <laughs> after that? I don't right. know. I don't right. know. And I don't know how a lot of things happen. And I think that that's, I mean, I, but the song so beautifully captured that feeling of mm. of the sense of being born disappointed it's like <laughs> this person oh. in the song isn't pissed off at j edgar hoover mm. they're pissed off at the sun <laughs> and the moon the moon how, can stare right yeah, how yeah. do you have the balls to rise every day on this planet <laughs> And I guess, you know, it's it's irrational, but as a songwriter, we get to be irrational. As a free baby, rain. we get to be irrational. Mm -hmm. Right. As a child, free reign. Exactly. Right. And so, yeah, I, I uh, <laughs> sometimes the answer is so perfect mm. that it doesn't really require too much interpretation. It's mm -hmm. uh, kind of, you know, uh, I think that speaks to. I think it, I, I think I think that's where the direct hit is when the synchronicity is so potent and mm -hmm. so direct. The answer is yes, and the answer is yes not because the song says so, but because you who are listening know that when you heard that, you felt that that mm. there was whether or not you were in utero at that point. I think we all feel something like that. So imagine that whatever you yeah. felt when you were hearing that song, and just find someone who's fifty years old and. <laughs> ask him what they, if they had that experience uh or almost 50 years old i guess mm. so well uh there we go we, yeah i like to say that we like to start off the show by driving it into the ditch mm -hmm. and well, that one was nice and tidy yeah that was pretty good yeah so, that's <laughs> thanks for listening to radio eight ball if you enjoy the show, please subscribe to us on iTunes or Stitcher, and check out our website and the links provided for info about past and future shows on the Radio 8 blog, our ongoing Patreon campaign, and where you can download our Radio 8 Ball app that allows you to engage the Pop Oracle directly in the form of every song ever performed in the history of Radio 8 Ball. I hope today's musical divination brings and brought the sync to you wherever you are. And until next time... I'm your host, Andras Jones, wishing you lots of spine-tingling synchronicities, connections with the natural world, and all the inspiration you can handle. It's the Radio 8